Tony Basilio, welcome you to a Thursday edition. John Adams is uh, presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. It's a huge sports day today. Uh, part of a huge sports weekend. Part of a tremendous, just a just a wild time around here. And John, I want to start here with you because you know you've been sort of uh, I don't know champions the right word, but you've enjoyed the women's game, women's basketball a lot more than. Uh, than the average bear, at least in our in our men's sphere. I'm gonna give you like a little draw here. Good morning, brother. How you doing? I'm doing okay, Tony. Thanks for asking. I'm gonna give you a um, a little blind draw here today, and you tell me if if uh, Pat Summit would be thrilled with this. First of all, the numbers over the weekend for women's basketball on television were staggering, like all time high. I've talked about it on the show a couple times this week, and people aren't laughing. This this Clark gal from uh, Iowa uh, is, I mean, she's one of the more phenomenal stars in any form of basketball I've seen in a long time. And this gal from Australia that plays for uh, Virginia Tech that surgically removed the Lady Vols from the tournament uh, between the last time we talked, I mean, there are stars all over that game and these kids are making shots, John, while in the men's game, it, it literally looks like a Freemason uh, uh, convention. Well, I think they're completely different games. And I think if you're going to have any appreciation for the women's game, you need don't think about the men's game. Just look at it as a different sport. It's played, the game's played differently. Um, I, I think... You're right about that shooting. That Caitlin Clark oh. is one of the best shooters, pure shooters I've ever seen. Oh. And and uh, her range is tremendous. But don't take that and say, oh, well, she could play in the NBA. Of course she couldn't no, play in no, the NBA. No, we're not do Mark Packer. No. We, you, I mean, the best player in the women's game can't even come close to playing in the men's game. They're different games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she's... Uh, She's fun to watch, and I'm surprised. At, I really thought when Tennessee had its best basketball team in 98 uh, with Tamika Randall, Tamika Catchings, I get those meeks uh, mixed up when I try to say them all together, and Shamiqua Holesclaw. I, I had a lot of men tell me they never watch women's basketball, but they watched them. Yep. They started what because they could do things. They were so so talented. And you're seeing some other teams like that now, some of those UConn teams. But now you're seeing it in different places. And you mentioned, I think the shooting has something to do with it uh, because we've watched in the men's game. It's just brutal watching shot after shot. Clank off the rim, John. Who's the gal that plays for Louisville? They got eliminated, but she starts fights and like the um, what's her HVC? What is her name? Haley Van Haley Van Lith, I think. Yeah, she's well, insane. She is so funny. She's insane. But you know who's insane? They showed the crowd shot. Mm-hmm. Her dad. Oh, he's nuts. Big guy. He looked like he might. I wondered if he might rush onto the court and, and just cold cock uh, Caitlin Clark. Tons of color in the women's game, I think, is what I'm trying to say. You've got colorful characters. You've got colorful coaches. You, uh, a caller yesterday brought up the LeMay coats that um, your gal down there at LSU had Jim handed Malky out. Jim wears. 
Well, yeah. she had one of her men the other day adorned in one of them. They, I, I compared them to the Fabs in professional. They're like a wrestling tag team. She's got that goofy makeup on. She's got more makeup than the Ultimate Warrior uh, back in the day. Um, but let me throw some of Matt Dixon. Matt Dixon, are you are you fired up, focused, and prepared and ready for this today? Because we've got several topics we're going to discuss, including the women's Final Four, which tomorrow night I'm asking the living lister, are you going to watch that tomorrow? Because I'm going to tell you right now, when um, South Carolina and that Clark girl square off, that's going to be must-see TV. Must-see TV. Especially in light of where our baseball team could be, Matt, at that point in the game tomorrow. Matt Dixon, are you ready to jump in at the deep end with our baseball vols? You of the TLD Logistics Short Porch. Absolutely. Uh, big challenge, uh, big opportunity. Uh, for Friday night's probably actually Tennessee's best chance of winning a game yes. series. So yes, but no, I'm I'm excited about it. Ready for that? Got MLB opening day. Oh! Of course, the, the, both the final four. So it's it's got, a loaded loaded sports weekend. I got MLB opening day, and I wake up this morning to the knowledge that Tennessee Lee, who you know we 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 feature and give all this airtime, we've basically made the guy a star. Guy's a turncoat. Guy's a turncoat. The guy gets on, the guy goes on the Twitter and can't wait, Brian, to bet against my sillies today. And why? Because DeGrom's going? Listen, my two baseball teams are featuring, facing the two best pitchers in their particular sport right now in the Skeener and, uh, and, and DeGrom. I'm so sick of it, Brian. Brian, what will my two baseball teams go today? The choices are two and zero, zero and two, or one and one. Hit it, Brian. What will my two teams go? Lee is not a Lee is not a turncoat. He actually is in the business of making money, and that's his main priority here. He's a turncoat. And your your feelings about uh, his feelings about your fandom don't come in to play when he's, he's a, trying to make money. He's a turncoat. Uh, John Adams knows that. I'll say. Uh, I'll say they'll be 0-2, Tone. I hate to say that, and I hate to be, don't call me a turncoat, but I think they'll go 0-2, Tone. John, my Phillies and my Vols at the end of today. Baseball is very unpredictable. you got Skeens on the hill. Matt, uh, explain to John how hard Skeens throwing the ball and where he's throwing it, because they say he is just like, he is, it was Dolander, 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 Dolander coming into the season, Dolander, Dolander. It's now skeen, 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 skeen. Matt, uh, explain this guy's repertoire to us and what we're going to see tonight. Uh, he'll he'll hit 102 in the first and second inning, oh and then, you know, when he's 90 pitches in, he's still hitting 98, 99 with a really good slider. Um, kind of mixes in a change every now and then, but mainly those three pitches. But he'll he'll hit 102. He might even hit 103 tonight if he has some extra juice. Who do we compare him to, Matt, that we've seen in um, SEC baseball in recent years? Anybody? No, not really. I mean, the best comparison for Tennessee fans would be kind of a a Ben Joyce-like as a starter, but a much more developed pitcher. Obviously not quite as fast, um, but he is a starter, so you wouldn't expect that. But kind of a very Ben Joyce-like, and he's – He's like 6'6", 250. So re- really the fastball actually probably plays a little bit faster than it records because he 
releases it a little bit closer to the plate than neat. many pitchers. That's neat. So, John, my two clubs have DeGrom. The Phillies are in Texas today with the Strangers, who can't get out of their own way. And then I think LSU's team, there's a chance they feel the pressure of the moment tonight. Their fan base wants that thing back badly. Tennessee's their measuring stick. I think the pressure's on LSU this weekend. The Vols get down there and play loose. I don't know, Tony. Oh. I think as good, as good as LSU is, oh boy, I don't think they're going to feel pressure. I think they're going to oh. be very motivated oh boy. to win this series. Uh, they've got – I was talking to uh, your buddy Chris Burke, mm-hmm. uh, former UT star who is a college baseball analyst for ESPN. He's, he's been at – you know, covered LSU games, covered Tennessee games, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he just thinks this is a very confident team. And in mentioning schemes, he said one thing he thinks a little different about him than when he was at Air Force. He has some swag to him now. He just feels like I'm, I'm the team best guy. Me. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm, yeah, and I'm also <laughs> the best guy out there. And if you look at his track, I mean, he's striking out two guys every inning. Chase always. And. Uh, so I think he will be. I think he will. Tennessee is just going to have no margin for error. I think it will have to play a flawless game fielding wise, which it hasn't been doing lately. And it will really. It's pitchers and and Chase Dolander is, to me, he's struggling early, and you can't struggle early no. in a pitching matchup like this. You got to be razor sharp from the outset because. You can't give up a few runs and think, okay, we'll get it back. It's mm-hmm. going to be really hard to get it back. Another factor in this will be the uh, size of the park. It's a bigger park than uh, Lindsey Nelson Stadium. So home runs could be harder to come by. And uh, you might need to manufacture a few runs, which Tennessee's been able to do at times. But I think it's uh, with Coach Tony, with Tony Vitello, it's going to be he's going to have to make a decision like, particularly in the outfield, because he's juggled guys around in the oh, outfield. Some guys are really good defensively or don't hit as well. So what's he going to – what's uh, Tony going to try and do here? Does he want to put his best fielders out yep. there? Or does he think, I've got to get every hitter I can out there to try and – particularly, you know, he's got a lot of left-handed bats, yep. uh, which could help against schemes. But, uh, yeah, the way – and that was a good way of putting it that you did to start the show in, in analyzing the series is everybody was talking about Chase Dolander, and I haven't even seen Paul Skeen's pitch. Oh, I can't wait. But just from what I've read, yeah. he's he's by far the number one guy now. Mm-hmm. And the guy at Florida, um, let's see. Uh, the Friday Jack, night guy. Is it Jack Castiglione or something like that? I'll pronounce on that. Who's the Friday starter at Florida? No, Jack Jack Castiglione owns the one of their weekend pitchers, and he leads the country in home runs. Yeah, yeah, like seventeen. Yeah, and what? And he's yeah, he's it's he's having an unbelievable. What? Year. He could start? He could start for your Phillies right now, Tony. Where? What's going on? With my Volunteers, Tony Falls. Yeah. Well, and by the way, why does LSU have an All American? Ca- and I'm not picking a Tony. But I'm just making an observation. Why do they have an all-American freshman catcher, Matt? All-American level they, catcher, right off the bat, and paid a lot of money for him. No, 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 no. They have a kid. What, Matt? Why don't we have a catcher? No offense, to these local kids. I love these local kids. I'm for them, not against them. 
But if you want to play in that realm, I mean, what are we doing, Matt? What are I, we doing? I did two, two years in a row. What are we doing? Kind of and I love Tony. I'm for him. Not a, I'll call it out, though. Where, what and, are we and, doing? And Evan Russell made it work last year, and that was incredible. You can't go back to and the well I, twice. You're not, not no. yet this year. On the other side, Ron Higgins joins. You see, John, no sacred cow goes unmilked around here, bruh. I mean, I know you think, well, Tony's just going to cover for Tony Vols because they're Italians. No. Seniors Helping Seniors, online at SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. No, John. No. no. You're just going to cover for him because he's really good looking. It's unacceptable to not have bona fide catchers when you have this level of program. Yes or no? Adams? Well, yeah, it's important to have a okay. catcher. And, but here's the thing. Tennessee tried to get Paul Skeens, and and they might have tried wanted him to be their catcher, too. Probably why he didn't come. Yeah, he wanted to be the Friday night starter, and LSU said, you're a Friday, Friday night, night starter. starter. And, Matt, if Tennessee had the chance to do it over again, should they have told him you'll be our Friday night starter? Which I don't know that they did or not. I mean, who knows? Or uh, going into the year, you had people saying Chase Dolander was the best college pitcher in ten years, so that was would kind of be a hard sell. So, I don't, I don't know. It was. I I think the most stunning thing about Skeens is that he's not even like swung the bat yet down there. Cool. You know, I, I guess he I guess he's not going to. He was like a three sixty hitter with I want to say it was twenty three home runs over two years at Air Force. Um. So Berkey not, compared he to Otani. He was yeah. an all-American catcher. Berkey compared to Otani. Berkey said if he went back there right now and caught, I, I, I'm wondering, can the Vols use him when he's not pitching tomorrow? Can they request that he catches for them? No, but I think he could DH for Tennessee and pitch for LSU. I think that would make a really. <laughs> but but then but but then he'd have to pitch it and hit it at the same time. I mean, I love Tony Vols, and I'm not knocking the starts. I'm not knocking the local kids. I'm not. But geez, well, Louise, Ron Higgins going to join us. We're going to preview the LSU series, and then I got to ask a question because one, I was looking at the final four get-in prices, and I was thinking about you know the the market must be really crashed down in Houston. This ticket market. Get in prices for the final four. Tickets held up pretty good. $176 to get in. And then $41 to get into the final four. Which one's which? 41 and 176. 41 and 171. One is $41 to get in. You know, basketball's a tough sell up here in the Pacific Northwest. Women's basketball. And one is 176. Brief timeout. Ron Higgins joins. On the other side after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. 
This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. The City of Columbia invites you to experience Mule Day 2023. Don't miss this annual celebration March 30th through April 2nd. The popular Mule Day Parade takes place Saturday, April 1st at 11 a.m. in downtown Columbia, featuring Grand Marshal Mike Wolf of American Pickers. And Murray County Park is where the endless Mule Day fun is happening with a daily lineup of mule competitions, crafts, foods, live entertainment, and more. Visit muleday.com for details. You want to grill out, but the price of meat has been skyrocketing at the supermarket. So how about 20 ribeyes for $39.99? Prime House Direct, America's number one online butcher, is having a gigantic four-day sale. Today through Saturday, 8 a.m. till 7 p.m. Rain or shine. At Marvin's. 860 North Ellington Parkway, Lewisburg. Look for the big truck. And the big tent. 20 ribeyes, $39.99. Cases of fillets, New York strips, Delmonico's, boneless chicken breast, and even large shrimp with wholesale boxes of individual prime portions. Vacuum seals for long freezer life. 20 ribeyes, $39.99. Accepting cash, credit, debit card, and EBT. 20 ribeyes, $39.99. Stop by and register to win our $1,000 prime steak, chicken, pork, and seafood package along with a free freezer. No purchase necessary. 20 ribeyes, $39.99. At Marvin's. 860 North Ellington Parkway, Lewisburg. Today through Saturday, 8 a.m. till 7 p.m. Rain or shine. Online at theprimehousedirect.com. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ladies and germs, you bow your head when you say his name. And and here's the thing about our next guest. When you come to him, you know you're going to get some terrific stuff out of him. Out of him rather. You know he's going to give you his opinion. You know it's born out of knowledge. You know, without a doubt, He's absolutely next level. TigerDetails.com, Rod Higgins now joins us from the scene. And here's the thing about the scene. The scene is this. Pick your poison. An LSU football program that's ascending, a, which there will be drama around that 24-7 as long as Brian Kelly's there and as long as it's in um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, there will be drama guaranteed. Uh, the other uh, side of this is the gold LeMay coats will be on display. I've been told the game's in Dallas uh, tomorrow night, not out in Seattle. So those of you that want to do the Basilio drinking game for uh, how many factual challenges I have, go ahead and take a swig. Uh, the other thing is is that get it on, bang a gong, get it on, little T-Rex for you covered by the power station circa 1985 but tonight you bow your head when you say your name because the lsu baseball tigers number one in america take the field and ron higgins in your humble estimation lsu went out in the offseason and basically bought themselves a super team they bought the best pitcher in the game they bought the tommy tanks they bought the this they bought they were hell-bent on getting this thing back weren't they ron and they spent money on it did they get it back ron they got it back they got it back, absolutely. Uh, 
they they all their problems they had last year are are, are gone. The starting pitching problems are gone. Uh, the poor fielding is gone. Last year, they were the worst fielding team in the SEC and probably one of the worst in the nation. Now they lead the America in fielding percentage, leads college baseball. Uh, they lead college baseball in hitting. Uh, they got uh, the college baseball strikeout leader. Uh, he fixed everything that needed to be fixed, and they're deep in positions. He's got options. Last year, he didn't have many options at anything. Uh, so they're going pretty good, and, and they're looking forward to this series. Uh, I mean, uh, Jay Johnson, LSU coach, was profuse in his, uh, uh, I guess, compliments about you know uh, the Tennessee program and and what's been done there the past few years. Uh, and I know Tennessee right now is maybe – not what people expect, but when you lose 10 guys to the draft and you have to redo your entire batting order and your entire I mean, everything, uh, no matter how good your pitching is, it, it's going to be a, uh, a transition. And they're in a little bit of a transition right now. I, I, uh, I don't know if there's Tennessee fans who are panicked about it. They shouldn't be panicked about this. This is the natural progression of a, of a baseball program who, who – battle for national championships every year, or if you want to become a national championship program, you're going to have years like this where there might be a little bit dip in the beginning, but once everybody gets acclimated, it's going to be yep. okay. I think Tennessee's going to be okay. I, I do. Uh, but this is part of being a, a program that wants to win national championships and battle national championships. You, 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 have, you, you lost a ton of people, yep. and, and that happens. I mean, you, and when you have to replace Everybody in your friggin' position, uh, you know, position starters. This un- it's unreal. All eight, Ron. All eight. Yeah. And, and every- still are at the top of the game. You know, still like in the top, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but we'll hover around the top fifteen, top twenty all year in this league. Uh, of course, a lot's going to depend on how they play this weekend. But they've lost. They lost every position player. And and, and one of the hidden nuggets, guys, in that for the Vols. Matt, I've been thinking about this. Is the kid uh, from Texas last year, uh, the uh, junior college player, um, Seth Stevens, who was uh, drafted late and they didn't expect to lose him? That's a big loss for them, Matt. That's kind of a hidden loss, but that was a corner outfielder they could count on who could patrol and who was pretty good with the bat. And that's the kind of thing that happened last year. Their team got picked apart, Dixon, the Vols did in that draft. Yeah, and, and he brought a speed element to your team that, that very few guys have this year. Uh, maybe you could have moved him to center and take, taken care of that. But, no, that, that was a big loss. All the other ones were kind of expected. Uh, maybe one or two of the bullpen arms they could have you know, had plans for this year. But, no, that's, that's, what, that's what happens in baseball. Ron, Ron's got it. I mean, it's, you know, this LSU team, this is kind of a peak year for them with, with Dylan Cruz as a junior. Wow. A lot of guys, you know, upperclassmen, and then they brought in Paul Skeens, who's exceeded all expectations. You know, the, the way Dylan Cruz is playing right now, even people who, I mean, long people watch this game here a long time, say he's the best LSU baseball player in history. What? And, uh, yeah. And honestly, you really can't argue with it because the guy's been good every year and he's gotten better every year. Uh, and right now, he, he's just, 
he basically he's going to get on base. Yeah. I mean, I remember, uh, I mean, last week uh, talk, talking to Tommy Tank, who's a trip, by the way. <laughs> I said, have you ever, Tommy White, have you ever been on a you ever been on a team where every time you went to the plate, somebody's on base? He goes, No, man, never. Because Dylan Cruz is always on base, always on base. He's either hit or, or walked. Wow. Uh, he leads the nation in on-base percentage. He leads the base nation in, in uh, batting average. Uh, and and uh, Tommy White has become a fan, a fan favorite. Uh, dude, the dude looks kind of like a, a has a, a pro wrestler look. He likes to get in the, in the in the batting box and stare at the pitcher. Or even when he steps out, he stares at the pitcher. Uh, and somebody asked him last week, Tommy, uh, you know, you're playing Arkansas. They got I mean, this is a really big SEC series. They got some you know good talent. What do you you know? You're looking forward to it. I'll, I'll, he says, "I hit balls off walls, man. Balls off walls." <laughs> <laughs> you know, the color of college baseball makes it one of the real hidden gems in sports uh, for the yeah. uninitiated. And for a long time, I'm I'm sad to say I was one of the uninitiated, but my man Tony Valls uh, brought it out into the light, and I'm never going back. Let's bring John Adams in here. Seniors Helping Seniors presents him. As uh, Ron Higgins is on the TLD Logistics Hotline, and if you're an owner-operator, we've got a spot for you on our team. Contact TLD Logistics online at tldlogistics.com. John Adams, hit it, my friend. Ryan, I wrote a column earlier this week about how LSU and Tennessee could become big rivals in everything. And part of that has to do with uh, NIL. Uh, both of these programs seem fully vested in that and very aggressive, uh, you know, sports collectives. And they're going after the same kind of players. Not all programs, not all schools are interested in being so good in baseball are interested in being so good in women's basketball, but I think both of these programs are. And so LSU, to have a women's team in the Final Four and to have the number one baseball team really speaks to their overall, uh, you know, how much they care about all sports. Yeah, they have an aggressive athletic director. Um, they hired uh, about three or four years ago, Scott Woodward, who was an LSU graduate who, had been in LSU before, uh, and then went to Washington, then A&M, uh, came back here and has made just really, really good hires in almost everything he's, he's put his, his, you know, hand on. I mean, he, he hired Kim Mulkey. I mean, I mean, he had the, you know, I guess, you know, the guts to call Kim Mulkey and say, Hey, you, you, you want to come back home? Uh, the timing was right for her. She came back home, uh, uh, and everybody in Louisiana knows Kim Mulkey knows she wins and wins wherever she goes. And so they knew LSU would win; they'd win quickly. Uh, and uh, Kim likes it back here. Uh, she gets to step up her uh, her outlandish outfits game a bunch in Louisiana because in Louisiana they love this stuff. Now Baylor, I don't know if they liked it that much. It's a Baptist school. It was a little bit conservative and. Kim pushed the passion limit there, but here she's let it all hang out. Interesting. Uh, you know what I like about her is when she walks around without her, and I'm, I'm not knocking her, okay, but without her makeup on, she's got kind of this mod vibe 
from uh, those of you, B-, B. Arthur back in the day. And then when she puts her makeup on, I mean, she's she's got more makeup than the Ultimate Warrior back in yeah. WWE days. And, I'll, and I'm here for it. And then like the other day she had her male assistant in one of those gold coats, Ron Higgins. What do you think his face was like when she said to him, hey, look what's hanging in your locker there, brah? They all—they they all have their fashion game going, really, except for Bob Starkey, the old school. Yeah. Uh, they all have their fashion game going. They all kind of feed off each other. The team kind of feeds off it. They all have a good time with it. They—they they really enjoy it. Uh, Ron, who is Ron? Who is the assistant coach? The young assistant with the dark black hair, long straight hair. I, I don't know his name, but he's new and he's all fired up, man. This is no, no. This—it's a woman. She sits there on the bench. She's got dark, dark hair. In, what about her, very, John? Well, she's just she's just unusual looking. She dresses very flamboyantly too. <laughs> well, she's a no, protege. She no, huh? you, you dress flamboyantly because you're in Kim Mulkey's presence, and you're a protege. Hey, hey, Ron, I want to throw something at you. Blind draw. You ready? So, two final fours are taking place in Houston. Okay, I mean, it, not in Houston. I keep scrolling. Down in the state of Texas this weekend, and and they're they're overlapping it. They're laying right on top of each other, overlapping whatever the term is. Friday night, Saturday, and then Sunday, Monday. Okay, tons of storylines. Um, you know, upstart, interesting stuff in one, and then in the other, you've got stars, stars galore. You've got. I don't know. A high level of interest. Um, this Caitlin Clark feels like the Larry Bird of women's basketball to me for some reason. They're doing numbers when she's on television that that sport generally doesn't do. But people are tuning in to watching her, watch her. And the last time out, she had 41 points. And you had a bunch of NBA players, NBA guys that were not WNBA, but NBA guys that were watching the game and live tweeting on it while she was going crazy. This is unprecedented stuff now. So, so here's your blind draw. One of the final fours you can get in for $41, and one is $176 as a get-in price. Which is which, um, Ron Higgins? Which one will cost you 41 and which one will cost you 176 Well, the last time I looked, I mean, the, the, the ticket prices for the men's final four, was like upper deck was $100. Now, you have to understand, as much as I, I like parodying college basketball, yep. it's men's. The men's final four, uh, you know, the, the four teams left, it looks like the field from a Thanksgiving tournament in Pensacola. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Uh, <laughs> the, the women's final four has star power all the way through it. You have people, you have people, you want, you, have, you want to watch Caitlin Clark. You know, she pulls up with the logo. She's awesome. Okay. You've got, you've got, South Carolina and, and, and Staley and, and their their big big front line yep. and a, a, a dominant and you've got you've got you've got the ultimate warrior multi over there uh, in the outfits you've got personalities all over that court uh, you got some LSU's diva team uh, uh, you got the girl at uh, the girl at Virginia Tech the Amor girl from uh, yeah, Amor, from Australia who's just Australian, so colorful Australian, so fun okay. So 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 here's so here's the deal, Ron. Since you last looked, since you last looked, the men's final four get in price today is forty one dollars. You can get yourself a ticket and get down there and watch them. The women's game right now is one seventy six tomorrow night. And here's what I want to remind people here: 
no Gino Ariama, no Lady Vols, no Texas, none of that, uh, none of that stuff to draw. But yet, tons of storylines and, ton- and tons of stars. Pat Summit, if she were, if you could bring her back and show her this, would be so damn proud of this. And John, that's that was a thing I camped on today. Like, was I was pondering bringing this up on the air? Is how because she, really she built this thing. She built this thing, John. Yeah, she did. I mean, and, and this was uh, it wasn't happenstance. I mean, that was one of her goals. Not to just obviously her her main goal was to build the best program possible, which she did a program that won eight national championships. But she also wanted to develop and promote the game the sport and and she did that and and she and then UConn came along did it moved the, it moved the game upward too and, and now you have more teams you i guess now that te- the dominant team of course is South Carolina and everybody's trying to keep up with that yeah but i think pat would be very happy about the way the game has evolved ron do you think we ever dreamed me you and john because we've seen the women's thing. We, we saw when you had to get Campbell soup cans or like the local Aztec markets. They were giving tickets away when I was a kid, you know, uh, in school over there. Um, or buy one, get one free, whatever it was. I remember when they tried to get like 18,000 people or 20,000 at a Texas game, like back in 1987 when I was a student on campus. And it was a big deal. Help us crack the help us crack the twenty thousand mark. And they were basically giving tickets away. They sort of papered the house for it. But hey, by all means necessary. How about now, Ron? That it costs four times as much to get into the women's final four in the same state as it does the men's final four. I just think that's incredible, guys. Don't you think that's incredible, Ron? Yeah. Now, but I think it shows if you deliver a product that people like to watch where the, the athleticism has improved. Uh, you've, got, you've got great shooters. You've got people who can handle it. You've got I mean, get women who've become really good athletes. Uh, yeah, a few can dunk, but the, the dunk is not all where it's at. I mean, okay, I mean, uh, you can have and it's, good, it, and it's good fundamental basketball. Sure, there's a lot of times where there's a ton of missed layups, and yep. the women game gets, gets a bad name for that. I mean, yep. but, listen, but listen, you have... Look, the LSU Miami game the other day was, I mean, the regional final was awful. Uh, uh. Of course, missed shots. <laughs> and, and the thing is, the best part about it was they interviewed Moki in the third quarter, and she, she, she's she's looking at the camera and goes, This is awful. It, this is, I, mean, I mean, if I was if I was watching this, I'd turn it off. This is yeah, she was ball. funny. Yeah. But, but, that, but, 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 you know, that, that's kind of her in a nutshell, and, and, and that's part of the personality of, of, of this game. You have coaches who are, uh, are who are big personalities, uh, uh, and you got players who are that are likable. Uh, and it's uh, it, I mean, they, they couldn't ask for, you know, I, I guess a better final four. I'm sure Vol fans would like to be there. I'm sure Vol fans thinking of Virginia Tech will probably beat Tennessee. That could happen. Um, I'm I, I really really impressed with Virginia Tech. They ri- uh, they didn't beat Tennessee. They they ripped them. I mean yeah, that that uh, thing in the yeah. first. John, when that game went to the first TV timeout, I looked at my wife and I said, they're going to be about 25 points today. They're going to rip this game apart. Yeah, it looked as though Tennessee had prepared for some other team and Virginia Tech showed up. I mean, what in the world? They were dribble driving. They were dishing. They were getting whatever shot they wanted to get. And back to um, this whole point about missing layups. And I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought the dunk thing up. 
John, I despise that dunk ad that they run during these women's basketball games. I don't know. It's one of the Lady Vols. Do we? Is that the Michelle Snow? Who is that dunking the ball? Well, at? Michelle Snow dunked. Candace Parker is the first to dunk at an NCAA tournament game. She barely the ball, t- she, Her head was just barely above the I rim. Mean, and we were talking about this off air. I can't, I can't stand it when announcers compare the two games. They're completely different games. Uh, the best women's player in the world couldn't play in the NBA. Don't even think about it. It's not even close. But why do you have to compare one to the other? Take them separately. But the announcers do this constantly. You'll hear announcers say, oh, she reminds me of uh, D. Wade. Uh, what? Or some other former NBA player. Yeah, they do that. And they work too hard at trying to promote the game. They work way too hard at it and say, man, this is great. This is so good. It, you can't, Don't forget about it. it compared it to the, the men's game is like compared it to baseball. Just take it for what it is that, and appreciate what they can do. That Clark Girls game drew a couple million viewers the other day, guys. I mean, staggering numbers for uh – for women's college basketball, and I bet you they do a big number tomorrow night. I bet you they do a big number on television tomorrow, Ron. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they will. I absolutely believe that. It's, it's a good Final Four. It's a very watchable Final Four. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of good NCAA tournament games, women's games this year. So, uh, I, again, uh, it's nice not to have UConn there, uh, you know, but you do have a name. South Carolina's there. I mean, you have some other oh, people, yeah. you know. And so, uh, look, LSU is fired up for this thing. <laughs> they LSU, you know, took out billboards, Final Four billboards, you know, just, you know, welcome to LSU, Final Four. And they, they put them in Dallas. They also put them in Waco. <laughs> God! <laughs> Goal! Ultimate flex. Goal! Wow. Hey, uh, Ron, going back to the men, you got to figure that I made a point about the ticket prices. Ticket brokers down in Houston probably were oh. counting on Houston or Texas making the Final Four. Oh. And now they're just, uh, those poor folks are, they probably wouldn't have had to work the rest of the year. And now they, they those poor folks are really going to be bleeding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they thought for sure those two would get there. Honestly, I mean, I thought Texas would get there. I didn't know about Houston. But I thought Texas would get there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, look and, until like about ten years ago, I thought Florida Atlantic was an airline. Okay, I just mean, Texas <laughs> <laughs> is hot today, man. Uh, but Ron, you know, I, I think uh, she wouldn't say it. Uh, this explicitly, but I think Kim Mulkey is genuinely surprised that this team has advanced this far because she's going to have much better teams than this one after she's been there a few more years, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, she knows there's a lot of things she doesn't have. She, she, I mean, she needs more big, uh, more front line people. Uh, she needs some more shooters. I mean, she's got, I mean, she's got a. Uh, our freshman come in who's the second best freshman in the nation from uh, North Louisiana who's with Hill on Wheels and she'll start immediately. Uh, she'll add some transfers. Uh, this is a working, yeah. She, they, she didn't think she'd be here, honestly. She really didn't. I, I, I think she thought she would get to the Sweet 16. I, I mean, I do think she thought that, but 
beyond that, not really. Uh, but it turned out the, you know, the, the draw worked out for us and teams got beaten in the bracket and they got some, uh, matchups they could handle. Uh, and so here they are. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think that she thought they would, they would be here. Hey, John, let me, well, I got to ask John something here, Ron, and you'll appreciate this. Cause John, you know, John, John's followed the women's game, uh, way before I ever paid attention to it. John, when the Lady Vol job came open or comes open again or, you know, whenever it does, why don't they consider, why didn't, I mean, they got this brand name that's kind of slipping. I think it's been, what, uh, 15 years since it's been to a Final Four? Is that the number? I think Arnsford had that. Yes, the other day. 15. 15 years. You take another five years off, that's, you know, you're celebrating your 20th anniversary. At that point, you're Louisiana Tech. With Leon Barmore back, I mean, Archer or Cheney State when I was a kid. I mean, at some point, <laughs> at some point, you, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I don't mean to be stark about it, but okay. So here we are. Would Lady Vol Inc. Would the Lady Vol crowd? I, I asked Brian this the other day. Brian goes as well. Brian's more of a uh, more of a fan of 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 that particular uh, sport than I am. I love the postseason. Because I think it's it's compelling, and you got all these stars. And this year, more so. This year, you have a cluster of stars. Would the Lady Vols entertain in any like realm? Bringing Kim Mulkey, like if they could have rewound the clock, and they would have gone and gotten her, would their crowd have embraced her? Would they? Would they be? You see what I'm saying, John? Lady Vol Nation. Yeah, but but Tennessee doesn't think that way. What do you mean? I mean, the administrators. You look at the coaching hires Tennessee made. Josh Heupel in football, turning out to be a great coach. But nobody thought of him as the next great offensive guru in college football when you hired him away from UCL. I mean, there was a connection with Danny White, but he was looking for other guys but, before he took the, his own guy. Isn't Lady Vol, at, but, but Lady Vol Nation's married to this whole Pat Summit family tree thing, right? Yes or no? Well, yeah. And and when Philip Fulmer was awakened to hire, I mean, he's not going to hire. He well, I won't go into all that. But he wasn't going to. He wasn't going to shake that. He wasn't going to shake that tree, so to speak. Right. He had no clue whom to hire as a women's basketball coach. And his quote was, "Well, the girls told me you got to get somebody with familiar with the, that's part of the Lady Vols program." He used the term "girls." Yeah, he did. Yeah, I know. Cringe factor, but uh, and he did that with. You know, but uh, Kelly's well liked, and she's. Uh, but her resume in no way said that she should be hired as uh, at an elite program, which Tennessee isn't anymore. But still, Kim Mulkey, I think if it would have set, if it would offered Kim Mulkey enough money, she would have at least thought about it because she really admired Pat Summit, and exactly. she loves. She loves a big stage. She would have done it. It's basketball was a big stage. She would have done it if they'd have called but, her. I don't, no, I don't know. But I think she would you have know, thought uh, about it. One thing that I kept thinking was what coach wants to come here outside the family knowing that it's impossible for them to ever, you know, whatever they accomplish would always be compared to Pat Summit. I don't think that would bother Mulkey. She would prefer to be on a big stage with a lot of history and with a fan base that she could uh, revive 
and motivate and get to buy tickets. She's as much a promoter as she is a coach. Look what she's done at LSU. No, I think she she's got too much confidence in herself. Matt Dixon. Uh-huh. Well, Matt's been awfully silent during this. Matt, do you have anything you'd care to add to the women's basketball conversation here? Uh, no, not. I don't really have a whole lot of opinions on women's basketball. I just I don't want to have an uninformed. You will, know, you, will you watch and, tomorrow night? You guys are handling it pretty will well. You, will you tune in to see the star power? Are you curious to see what this gal from uh, Iowa looks like that can shoot the ball from thirty-five feet? And trust me, she can pull up and stick it right in your. She looks like Mahmoud. Uh, John, I'm going to make you crazy. But she reminds me of Chris Jackson, the way she doesn't need any space at all to shoot a basketball. Very rare college basketball player. He sounds sold, Ron Higgins. What do you think? Does our Matt Dixon sound like he's uh, you on the TLD Logistics Hotline? Can you hear him warming up to the women's game, Ron Higgins? Uh, Yeah, it's just coming over the phone. My phone's sweating. Hey, Higgs, if folks want to read you, interact with you, how do they do so? And I appreciate your time because you gave us a couple of great zangers today, as they say in the trade. You go to TigerDetails.com. It's a rival's website. It's a pay website, but I'm always outside the paywall. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm cheap, free, and easy. Uh, and uh, go to uh, Twitter, at Ron Higg. And uh, uh, Bat Rouge is getting pumped for this game tonight, man. It'll be in the 70s. It'll be a nice night. Oh, no. Uh, it's, it's standing room only. There'll probably oh. be like fourteen thousand people there. Oh no! Uh, uh, they're, they're pumped up, and they got their big stud on the mound who came out against Arkansas last week, and his first nine pitchers over was over hundred miles an hour, all strikes. Uh, uh, they're pumped up for this one, uh, but uh, look, they know Tennessee's look. It, it for all the stuff, all the. Stuff that you know, I guess the image Tennessee gives about its baseball team, and the fun it has when it plays, and, and and the rest of the nation looks out like it's cocky or whatever. Uh, LSU enjoys the challenge, man. They they know Tennessee is a good a good program and a good team. They respect them, they really do. Uh, and and so that's why what makes this game great tonight, man. They know they're going against a uh, a team that was really really good last year and, and has a chance to be really good this year. Just to give them some time. You're my man. I love you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you jumping on. No problem, and I'm glad to be on here with John. It's always good to get on here with John. It really is. Thank you. <laughs> Why do you say John? Are you cracking on the way John talks right now? Is that what we're doing here? Well, you know, John sometimes talks like this, and just the way it is, and it kind of starts, and it just trails off. Hey, have a go, <laughs> Wow. He was hot today on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online at tldlogistics.com. We come back. I've made two factual errors, one of whom, one of whom, um, one of whom, one error um, I've made several times this week, and Matt Dixon's going to clean up my mess. Tennessee is hopefully getting a commitment. X is going to chime in on uh, his thoughts on Tennessee's latest football commitment. Hopefully that comes down this afternoon. We come back on the other side, and we've got to reconsider the season that Rick Barnes just had. In light of the numbers that appear today over at tclub.team, which, Brian Hartman, you and I asked aloud yesterday, um, what percentage of the starters 
how much were the starters available and what did you say yesterday brian what was your what was your uh, read on that because we went possession by possession and looked up every possession and the numbers are staggering bry compared to what i thought staggering uh, you didn't thought, i say something around 10 percent you thought 20 percent you thought 30 percent right or 20 percent yeah and the number is way lower so we'll head over to tclub.team break that down Matt Dixon breaks down LSU tonight as part of his TDS or TLD Logistics uh, breakdown of the baseball balls. We continue on the other side. Tony is challenged in every way, shape, and form. Ron Higgins imitating John Adams. I mean, it's all breaking loose today. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 41 Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31 Looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. The Mules are back in town. Mule Day 2023, the wagon train departs on Wednesday, headed to Murray County Park. Attend all four days, Thursday, March 30th through Sunday, April 2nd. Mini Mania Show and the Log Pulling Competition Thursday at 12 noon with the Feed Time Race at 2 p.m. At 4 p.m., Jackpot Mule Races has some smoking fast mules, all competing for cash and bragging rights for the title of the fastest mule in Tennessee. Friday at noon is the Driving Mule Show, and at 6 p.m., the Gated Mule State Championship. Saturday is a big day. The Mule Day Parade on West 7th Street in downtown Columbia at 11 a.m. sharp. Then Pony Mule Pulling at noon. Mule Pulling Tennessee State Championships and the Skillington Draft Mule Show at 2 p.m. On Sunday, we have worship at 9 a.m., the Riding Mule Show at 11 a.m., and gospel singing at noon. Did I mention Friday and Saturday? Ham and white bean plates are only 10 bucks from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Visit MuleDay.com for a complete schedule of Mule Day events. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. So Matt Dixon never really consented, conceded. What's the word, John? Cons- uh, I don't never- know what you're trying to say. Well, Tom. I know. He never came out and said whether or not he's watching tomorrow night, the women's deal. And I just been told by a friend of mine, Tony, I'm glad you're comparing ticket prices when one's being played in a 72,000-seat arena and the other one's being played in an 18,000-seat arena. Oh, and by the way, you are the same guy who advocates for the USFL, XFL, and MLS on the air, as well as really bad wrestling. So congratulations to you. So I I just got, I think that's being diminished in the eyes of someone, but I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know these things. Matt, are you, you've never come out, Matt, on the record. (laughs) I'm glad you like that, Bri. Are you, uh, Matt Dixon, are you going to... Right, you like that? You like me getting diminished? Dino goes, can't tell me anything about the NFL, but sure love those damn alphabet legs. <laughs> um, okay, so Matt Dixon. Bro, John, have you seen any of the XFL yet this year? One play. No. Moving along. Um, Matt Dixon, will you be watching tomorrow night any of that women's Final Four? Uh, no, I'll be watching Tennessee baseball. Uh, and I... 
I still don't. Why, why do you keep comparing Skeens to Otani? That's not what Chris Burke has said. You're just misquoting one of the, the best Tennessee baseball players of all time. He compared the Castiglione guy Florida to oh, um, O'Connor. Oh, my gosh. He, and I he was, said that to me, too. I, mean, I, I don't expect you to really know much about college baseball, but you should at least quote the guy correctly. He, he deserves that. I mean, the damn drinking game, people are going to be hammered here at noon. So that's two errors by me, John, two major errors. Well, Tony, let's face it. Yeah. You run a very much of an up-tempo offense. Good point. And you're going to make mistakes. You're kind of like back in the beginning of the wishbone era, maybe, when uh, Oklahoma ran that thing and they'd just pitch it all over the field and they'd fumble a lot, but they'd still still score a bunch of touchdowns. You'll, You'll dance in the end zone a few times, but you'll also flip the ball off to the sidelines occasionally. And some days are better than others. Like Senko yeah, said yesterday, better. when you run the um-tempo game, sometimes you're going to go out and you're going to run over an opponent, which we do sometimes on the air, right? We have great shows that are just, wow, God, what a high. And then some days you have days like this where Chris Burke's literally sending me a text uh, saying, you've misquoted me like five times this week. And Matt, yeah. why don't you clean that up? So apparently that was Matt's way of cleaning it up, was ripping me. I don't I don't know, but I appreciate hey. As some some people, if they'd been misquoted by the same person five times, yeah, they would never speak to them again. Yeah, but Burke's they, a T Club member. He he understands. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, so, he's just a much nicer guy than he's the rest a really of us. nice guy. He's a sweetheart. Yes. He's and he's an advocate yeah. for his sport, and he's thrilled that on here that we're talking about his sport and, and women's basketball. But you know the engine that drives the train around here is Tennessee's football program, and they're about to land one. This is real-time stuff now. They're about to land one, a quarterback that X has chimed in on. His name is Jake Merklinger. He's from Calvary Day School in beautiful Savannah, Georgia, class of 2024 player. His national rank uh, composite uh, is 55 nationally, composite, a sixth-ranked quarterback in the class, ninth-ranked player in the state of Georgia, who was offered by the University of Georgia, uh, recruited there by Mike Bobo, offered by Jay Johnson in Michigan State, offered by Chip Lindsey at North Carolina, and offered by the University of Arkansas. But uh, he is uh, going to commit to the University of Tennessee. And for some of you, by the time you hear this, he will have committed to the University of Tennessee. And X says the following. Tennessee getting their 2024 quarterback today. Never thought they'd get a kid this highly sought after to come sit behind Nico. He is exactly what you want in a quarterback. He is a gym rat. 6'3", 195. Runs a similar offense in high school. Tennessee employs. Doesn't look to run but it's still an excellent runner. 2022 multi-sport athlete. Last year threw 30-plus touchdowns and only two interceptions. Had over 20 offers. Georgia really screwed themselves with this guy with in-state arrogance. They started recruiting him too late. Tennessee was on him earlier. Tennessee is going to win the prize today. Seipel fellow knows what he's doing, John. Got a, got yeah, a winning and, aura around him. That's a good get for the Vols. Well, I think anybody that... All you have to do is look at 
who Hendon Hooker was when he was at Virginia Tech. Mm. And then look at who he was when he was in Josh Heupel's offense. So mm. I, I think that's got to be a, a, an attraction to, to any quarterback, regardless of what, what state they're from. But I do think that's a, that's a tough sell to come in here behind Nico because a lot of these guys expect to come in and play pretty quickly by their second year. So you figure maybe he's figured on Nico will be here three years and then will then we'll turn pro. Yeah. So it's the Alabama model. Come and sit a year or two, and then you're the next guy in line who's the star. And if Nico comes in and struggles, which you never know, I don't think he's going to, but you never know with any of these people. The early returns on Nico is that he's a lights out player. Even people that people that I know who are um a, a, lean a little more tight, a little more towards cynical of five-star players. Say that when they saw him in the in the winter, they were bringing their friends. Like they would, a couple couple people I know uh, went and saw him play, and they brought a couple buddies the next time. They were like, "You got to see this thing. It's like a freak show. This guy, the way he throws the ball." So it's going to be really interesting to see how it goes. The deal with Hendon Hooker, uh, John. Are you surprised? But there are people out there, Tannenbaum's one of them, who gets a column from ESPN. Um, Tannenbaum says that Hendon Hooker, in a mock draft, he's got him going five to the Seattle Seahawks. Now, some happen in the first, you know, couple of days, which to me, if you take a guy that's hurt, a guy that had his record at Virginia Tech, and you tell me that he'd be a second-day NFL draft pick, I'd say that's a great reclamation project. You tell me he's a third-day NFL draft pick, I'd say that's a great reclamation project, what Tennessee did with him. I Anything. But to mention him in the top five, I mean, he's not going to go there probably. But even at that, just to kind of get that run, that's going to help Tennessee's program, isn't it? Well, sure it will. I mean, that's a great a great selling point. When I first saw Hendon Hooker, when he when he became the starter in 2021, I thought he could be he was going to be a really good college quarterback, better than I expected based on what he did at Virginia Tech. But I didn't necessarily think of him as an NFL quarterback. But he just kept getting better at it. the The thing that concerns would concern me about him is um, well, he's already had a severe injury. He has kind of a, an unusual running gait. Old man. Yeah, and that maybe that has nothing to do with getting hurt. It, it just struck me, but I think where he where he would really uh, really score points, I think, or you know, you go through this process. NFL guys trying to get to know you as well as it can. Yeah. Uh, in a short period of time, and he's kind of the he's the guy that would impress you. Uh, He's humble, yet he's got a quiet confidence about him. There's not a lot of, you know, theatrics about him. But you look at his track record, um, and, and you talk to him, and you get to know him. Uh, yeah, I think some people would be attracted to him now as an NFL quarterback. That's, uh, gosh, I, I never thought he would be at that level, though, where no. he would be talked about as a a top five pick. No. But I really think that has a lot to do with how, you know, when you want it, when you're looking at a quarterback, you got to, 
you got to try and dig as hard as you can to evaluate intangibles. And that is not an easy task, but you still have to try to do that. And uh, he has those. And I think the more they delve into Hendon Hooker and find out about him, he probably rises in their estimations in terms of his potential. And you know, John, that's such a good point because you, I have friends, right? I, I have friends that in that profession, the pro, pro deal. And they also talk about college quarterbacks and they say, there's a certain way you are to comport yourself off the field if you're going to play that position. You have to be a, kind of a serious person. You can't act like one of the wide receivers, for instance. I'm not knocking wide receivers, but the wide receivers can go out, you know, and score in the end zone and pull Sharpies out of pads and all the goofy stuff they do. And and they're they're supposed to be mercurial and arrogant and I'm going to get mine. And, you know, a lot of the great ones, that's how they are. And yet the, the quarterbacks are supposed to be serious people. And one of the things that we – wondered about on the air as the season went along is where's all this will levis love coming from and 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 one thing you asked on here back way back when is nfl's really not going to follow through and make him a high draft pick at some point they're going to get this guy under a hot light like an order like an order of french fries and they're going to expose his weaknesses here's what's being said about him it's from chad forbes nfldraftbites.com he said this yesterday on Twitter, arrogance, entitlement, dot, 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 plus, dot, 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 just bizarre. Quote, 24 years old, should be far ahead of the guys that graduated from high school in the pandemic 25 months ago, like Stroud, Richardson, etc. Quote, why did he beat out Sean Clifford, unquote? Levis could now go day two. So the more time they're spending around this guy, the opposite effect is happening. Hendon Hooker's injured, and he's rising in the eyes of some. <laughs> Will Levis is able-bodied yet falling. Now, Will Levis could still well, get drafted in the first 10 picks of the draft. You know, we've seen this. This could be programs, uh, organizations playing around with this writer here. But I don't think this writer, who works for... Uh, you know, who's who's doing his thing out there, uh, he's just going to make things up. Go ahead, Brian. I mean, Jeremy Pearl follows him. Do, all they have to do is watch the Tennessee-Kentucky game this year. what they see? They saw Levis throw for, what, 60 yards and get picked three times? Against what isn't really a great secondary. And you know, Hooker he just, was, he was ahead, just under a lot of pressure, though, Brian. Huh? See, I agree with that. I think he played behind a rancid offensive line. But I do remember a story when he first became the starter, and they talked about him eating bananas with the peeling on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want your quarterback doing that based on what Tony was just saying. Uh, I mean, it's okay for the, maybe, maybe the middle linebacker to do that. Yeah. Middle linebacker can do it. But, yep. but his, his teammates seemed to like him. He yep. seemed to. He played hard. He wasn't afraid to try and run over people. Uh, yeah. And he's got the big arm. That's what always first gets everybody's attention is that strong arm. But it is interesting that he couldn't beat it. I mean, 
He's got more talent than Sean Clifford. Oh, uh, you think? <laughs> I mean, here's the next thing you're going to tell me, John, is a guy eats ketchup on hot dogs. I mean, I'm sorry. Eating a banana, the peel and all? Well, here, when I Who does that? The, Who eats I the know, banana when, peel? When I watched him, it's like, I, I first watched him, I thought, yeah, he's pretty good. He's got a strong arm. He's yeah. a tough guy. He run over people, but... The what I was trying to equate what I was seeing with what the scouts were saying, and I'm just saying, well, you know, they're the experts. I guess I need to think more highly of this player. Right. But I, I, I never really did. Uh, Matt Dixon, the the banana, because you know about this. I must ask you, do they spray a bunch of chemicals on the banana peel, Matt, in the growth process? Is that how they keep the flies away or? Does it germ it? Does, does it come? Like, what does the banana, where does the banana grow, Matt? Does it grow, like, on a tree? Does it grow in the ground? John, do we know this? Does it grow on a vine? It's disgusting. I mean, it, the whole thing's disgusting. Excuse me? He, he, he means about eating the peeling, I mean. But where does the banana grow? Do we know? Like, I'm worried about eating the peel. I'm, I'm thinking you that think you're... Banana, you think bananas I think come, come out of the ground? Where does it come from? Is here's it a fruit when, I think or they're on, on bushes? Yeah, they, here's how you yes. Here's how you handle that, Tony. You said Chris Burke told me once the bananas come out of the ground. Since you're intent on misquoting him, why don't you say he cut, says bananas come out of the ground? Go to the phones at eight six five two hundred five. Chris Burke, I am so sorry for misquoting you all week, buddy. Uh. I I will say that I said in the Monday blog it was great hearing you on the call for Tennessee. I'm glad you're going to get to come to town for the Florida series. And I would like the Vols to be somewhat intact by the time that happens. That's my goal. Which I knew it was going to be kind of a journey for the Vols this year. And all kidding aside, I, I'm not so much picking on the two local kids that are catching for the Vols um, who are trying their best. As much earlier in the show, as much as I was just making an observation that it's just weird that we're still trying to patch together the catcher position, and they're playing around with Dickey back there. And, Matt, you can't do that in these upper-level series, can they? Can they play around with Dickey back there and all the pass balls and all that stuff? I know what they're trying to do, get a more able bat in the lineup. Matt, you can't do that tonight, can you? Uh, I, I wouldn't think so. The, the one thing that I do think is kind of a benefit this weekend is LSU's last in the SEC in stolen bases. They just don't, they just don't attempt them really. So if there was a weekend to maybe try to get your feet wet and and try to do that, it, it would be this one. Interesting. But I, I just don't know why they waited so long into the season to put Dickey behind the plate. Like his first start was the Friday night for Texas A&M, and that just—I mean, maybe they were just trying to give Charlie Taylor every possible, you know, opportunity to to win the job, but he just hasn't been able to hit well enough. And then the starts just, kid, Matt, can he? So does he catch and hit well enough, or why is he not getting more of a longer look? Uh, he, he's a pretty good hitter. Um, yeah, they let him DH or die. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm, he's barely been behind the plate this year, so I don't, I don't. They must not feel comfortable with him back there. I think it's real po- important. Go ahead, John. has committed. Oh, okay, very good. So Tennessee's got their quarterback for 2024. Yeah. It's big news. Yeah. Study Nico and 
Yep. Ryan B. That's great. That's really great, man. You get a top 100 player that, I mean, that's very rare. I'm sure they probably are going to pay that kid a little bit to sit, which is, uh, you know, back in the day, if you'd have said that, it would have been a big uh, controversy, and now it's just like it should have always been. But go ahead, John. You were saying about this catching deal, and then we'll go to the phones. Well, for one thing, I mean, you've got to have Jared Dickey's bat in, in the lineup. In a, in a, I, I think yeah. particularly in that first game tonight, you want Dylan Dryling, the freshman, in the lineup, whether he's a DH or whatever. you got to you got to find all the guys with the quick bats because – I think Skeens' fastball is going to overpower some guys in this lineup. And so you, you better have some guys with a quick bat. And I think, I think Dryling has that. And certainly Dickey does. I mean, Dickey would be in the lineup in some fashion, but I think that's the dilemma that Tony Vitello faces. Yep. Uh, do I want to give up? How much defense can I afford to give up against this team in, in a bigger park? And, uh, you know, where, where runs will be at a premium? Or do I have to get every good bat in there I can to try and get some runs against Skeens? Because I don't think he's had a bad outing. I don't think he's had an off night. He's just been automatic pretty we get, much. If we get a W tonight over these guys, Matt, we might have to get on the air and do a Garza Law. Listen to my throat from the allergies. Good gosh. We might have to do a Garza Law. Um emergency emergency extra innings tonight matt if we get a dub tonight would that call if we if we hit skeins around matt and happy days are here again matt can you feel it not an emergency that's like a special edition not an emergency emergency implies something bad happened john what do you think point good point brian no i think you have how would you promote that? Just all of a sudden you're on? I, I just Ask Matt how many people, if we did it, would dial in. Ask Matt. He's been a part of these. Matt, how many oh, people? It'd be thousands. 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 We've done maybe, it maybe more so than usual since it'd be a Thursday night and not Friday night. Yeah. Because Friday night you'd have divided loyalties. Win, we, should, we should go live if they win. Friday night you'd have a bunch of people like my buddy who knows he's me watching that women's Final Four. Divided loyalties. And on patrol. On reels. That's what Friday night's for. Let's go to the phones. As Matt Dixon said to me last week, you mean to tell me you were watching on patrol over yeah, the... Are you sure there's not a women's Final Four shoot-around you can, you can stream? Now the true colors are coming out. See, Matt sat there the whole time with Ron Higgins on his best behavior. But now the true colors are coming out. 865-200-5402. no. Bananas don't come out of the ground. They grow on these like little trees that, that have flower shape when they come out. They're like in bushes. John? <laughs> and hot dogs were not made to be eaten by ketchup. I, I didn't know that was a serious discussion. That they, there was nobody who ever thought they came out of the ground, Tony. Roger, late great Roger, last year got very upset with me when I said we don't let people eat um, ketchup on hot dogs. And he said... Well, I, I, I don't understand. And I said, Roger, my brother, I was at a Phillies game with him, and I had a top of my hand was full of ketchup because he was about to put ketchup on his stadium hot dog in Philadelphia. And I reached right over and blocked it. And he went, no, like that to me on the air during one of our extra times. 
Roger did not like that I, he said, you got to let people eat what they want to eat when they want to eat it. That's a great point, Tony. I don't know where you come off with this kind of stuff. Back to the phones we go. Well, if you saw, if you had a friend and you guys were going on a road trip, okay, which is, you know, and you stop at a convenience store or wherever, and, and you're filling up, and he brings a banana, John, and he starts eating it with the peel on it, what are you going to do? I would say, are you okay? Thank you. Let's go back to the phones and get our first call in. Uh, roughly in a show where callers are coming first, 90 minutes into the program. Hello and welcome into our first call. Tony, uh, four generations of listeners, uh, three generations of callers, and I did. Uh, my agent did uh, get in the executed exclusive caller agreement, so I'll be an exclusive Tony Basilio, Basilio caller for another decade or so. So uh, good news, Tony. Um, Tony, uh, Matt, Brian, um, I tell you what, this uh, and our, our editor, our sports editor from the uh, Knoxville News Sentinel, uh, now I know why Berkey's no longer on the show. He's tired of getting misquoted. I wondered, he's been a, he's been a resounding absence from your show, Tony, and Berkey's, uh, he adds a lot of value. Can we uh, put an APB out for him? And maybe John's stolen him. Over? John Adams has stolen him. So here's what happened. I'll give you a little thing on Burke, okay? I furnished John Berkey's phone number uh, last year. Uh-oh. And, and listen, now listen to this. They become like fast friends. He goes to him. It's like his go-to source in college baseball. And, and Burke, when I call him now, I get ghosted. I, and the only time I hear from him is when he says, you misquoted me on television. <laughs> I get ghosted. Well, John, 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 how many times you talked to him this week? I just talked to him one time. Well, that's one more than I have. And, and usually, he's, even my, my boy, check in. He'd give me talking points, what to say on the air, you know, that kind of thing. No. No. You think the man would be on here today or tomorrow? He should be. Is he on the call for the LSU series? Do we know? Who's on the call? Is he on the call, John? Do we know? Who's on the call here? I, I didn't ask him. Huh. I don't think he Yeah, that was not. I think it's Kyle, Kyle Pearson and Ben McDonald. Oh, gosh. Why? No. Oh, exactly, Taylor. Those two guys. I mean, are you kidding me? All right, Tony. Uh, Talk about bland, Taylor. If those guys were food, hey, hey, Taylor. If those guys were food, those two guys that are doing that thing tonight, what what food would they be? Those two dudes. Uh, uh, McDonald would be a jalapeno. He's uh, he's next level. He's spicy. He's colorful. I love that guy. What about the Peterson guy, who they who they've they've dubbed the number one voice of all this stuff? He'd be a banana pepper. He's outstanding as well. Those two are, I you know, oh. LSU homers, but they love college baseball. They're passionate. They're knowledgeable. Oh. It takes them every day of the week and twice on Sundays, my friend. John, what about some of these? Uh, what about some of these women announcers during these women's uh, final four, these women basketball games? that yell and scream, and Laura has an observation. She says they turn the crowd noise up so loud these days you can't even hear the announcers talk. Have you noticed that, John, in both the men's and the women's tournament? Don't answer it, No, I have not, but I often don't notice announcers that much, but I do think in the women's game they try too hard to promote the sport. Just let the product speak for itself. Let it be. Paul McCartney, let it be. You see... Yeah, you see that, and they also, uh, particularly on the SEC network, mm-hmm. I mean, they just promote the SEC so hard. It, you don't have to promote it. Mm-hmm. See Jimmy Dykes for more. See Jimmy Dykes. 
So, Tony, as we were saying, uh, this game is uh, is unbelievable. This series that we're playing, uh, we're playing LSU down there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, nationally televised on the U. Uh, if I had to give you a couple of uh, surprises, I don't know about you, but Christian Moore is my biggest surprise. Not for his bat, we knew he could hit. Last year, he was deficient on the defensive side, and, uh, and Coach Vitello said he's the most improved. He's got an excellent glove at second base. I think that's one of my biggest surprises of the year. And I tell you, uh, Christian, great Scott, is coming along with the bat. He's had some, some pretty big hits. I tell you what, I, I think you've got to have him defensively in center field, uh, certainly against a righty. Uh, he can cover way too much ground. And if that guy bats 250 with his speed and being able to, to do sacrifices and still bases, you've got to have him in the lineup. And one thing I would say, the, all these rule changes, they need to have an Otani rule for college baseball. As of right now, the DH can be used only for the pitcher. So you, so that's it. You can't say, look, I've got schemes. I've got the Caglione guy from Florida, whatever. I want him to, to be able to, uh, to, to hit for himself. Then you lose the DH. They need to change that. You should change that rule in college baseball. The DH should be able to be used for any position, and I see more pitchers hit because I. I you know, That's I, you interesting. Know, pitchers are usually the most athletic player on the team in high school and travel ball. Yeah. When they're not pitching, they're playing first base, they're playing shortstop, they're playing center field, and they're batting three, four, and five middle of the order. We need to get away from these specialists because I guarantee you, if we stop doing it and we let them hit, we got rid of the DH being exclusively for the pitcher. You'd see a lot more excitement. And I tell you what, that Florida kid is fun to watch. Schemes, I, I don't know why he's not batting. and uh, doesn't, doesn't really register with, with me why he's not at DH when he's not pitching. I guess he's too valuable uh, on the mound. But I think that would be a great rule change. And uh, it would make it grow the game even quicker. And uh, let's get rid of these, these specialists. I think tonight you're going to see the only, the only changes I think you're going to see is you're going to have Dickey and right. You're going to have Merritt back and left. You're going to have uh, drawing, DHing, and I think you have Scott in center field. I think you're going to start Stark at catcher behind the plate, and you bring in Taylor for a late-inning defensive replacement if we have a lead. I tell you what, there's going to be so many scouts. It'll be scout standing room only. You're going to look behind the plate, and you're going to see so many radar guns. There's, what, four first-round draft choices? Ah, radar love, brother. Hey, thank you, Taylor. Good talking to you. What do you think, John? About the uh, DHID, I think he's right. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I, I, if you have a guy that skilled, why not let him yep. show his skill in any yep. in any area? I I was just thinking while while he was talking about how how many good players there are. Imagine if you were a major league team and you could have the draft rights to all these guys. Oh, just these two teams. You couldn't get pick anybody else. But you could get a pitching staff of Skeens, Dolander, and Chase Burns. Think about it. Yeah. Burns will be – he could be a high draft pick in 24. Oh. And then, then you've got – How about the Lindsey kid? The Lindsey kid's going to be a pitcher for somebody. Well, you got Dylan Cruz and Blake Burke, I think, will be a, a Absolutely. Really major league. He's just a natural hitter. Dryling, uh, who he mentioned earlier, probably has a real bright future once he develops. Malia Huna, shortstop, Slickfield and shortstop. I mean, how would you like to take that nucleus if you were a major league team and just have those guys? Back to the phones we go. Eight six five baseball. 
But Matt Dixon, the Braves were kicking themselves because they say that they they had no idea when they passed over your guy and the Houston Astros took him. They thought they were going to be able to get him early in the second round. Matt, they're kicking themselves right now. Your guy is developing before their very eyes. The tennis, the former Tennessee center fielder, he is ascending quickly, Matt, through the ranks. Uh, yeah, they have him on, on the fast track to the big leagues. So. And the Braves are claiming. It'll be a lot of fun starting out in Asheville. And the Braves claim internally. The Braves claim internally they wanted him, but he wouldn't take less money. I'm they wanted sure to they spread did. their money around. Well, they called him. And he wouldn't Dixon, take less money. I might go over there for a game or two, yeah. I'll make a phone call. Let's make a phone call. We'll get Dixie some uh, press credential and get him in over there and get him the four-star stuff. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. How you doing, Tony? Oh, no. Hey, Bill, welcome in. How you doing, John? Bill, I'm doing a lot better now that I'm hearing your voice. Tony? I thought you hated women's college basketball. I can remember when you were at 1180. You tore, you tore women's college basketball to shreds. Ripping it. Both you and Alex Anderson. Double A getting a mention. I have a, I have a memory pasta, you a. wouldn't believe. You have a what? I have a memory you won't believe, buddy, and I haven't forgotten that. Well, I, there are people that could help you with your trauma, Bill. Because I can remember, man, you you just... You just you get it out, Bill. Rip. Just get those memories. You just get it out. You feel better. Get it out of your system. You feel better. Work through it. <laughs> Work through it, Bill. What What sorts of things, Bill, do you remember me saying since your memory is so great? I mean, I mean, man, you just totally just put down women's college basketball, both you and and Al, and uh, I think it was Alex Anderson. You know what we used to make fun of? Anderson. You know what we you know what we used to really make fun of me and Alex when we were together. What we'd make fun of is those the way they would act like those girls were dunking the ball. We used to laugh at it. John just laughed at it. It is the dumbest thing in the world when you can barely touch a rim. That thing they keep showing as an alleged dunk by Candace Parker, no offense, she bare, I mean, her fingertips barely get over the rim. And, and I was making fun of it the other night, and Laura goes, can you do that? Well, well they're not showing me hey, dunk the ball in the open court, allegedly. I remember uh, Mickey Deerstone's call of one of her dunks. He, got, he said, slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's laughing. Oh my gosh, I can't breathe. Ah, oh, Titans Bill. Oh, Titans Bill. And 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 John's right. I'm and John's an advocate for the sport. You know, John always has been, but they really do themselves a disservice when they sit there and pretend like that's some kind of thing to celebrate, John. People that yeah, get above they, the rim and jack the ball in, that's dunking I, I, a ball. I know. It's again. You just can't look at it and think about it as compared in any form to the men's game. And they're trying just so look hard. Look at it as different sports. And they try so you know, hard. You don't. It's it's just like comparing women's softball to to men's baseball. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I know Bill's a big fan of women's softball, and Bill, you should be impressed. I guess the uh, oh the way the Lady Vols are playing now, oh. they're rolling pretty good. I don't hear Bill doing. I don't hear Bill. Whoa, 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 Bill! We're going to deflect to you now. No, 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 Bill. We hold me accountable. Wait a second here, Bill. You hold me account. Hey, Bill. Bill. Yeah. Are you still going to do your Karen weekly imitation for us, Bill? I don't think so, Bill. Well, they're, they're not. They're, they're not in postseason play, though. What does that mean, now, but Bill? How do you think, even as good as this regular season has been, how do you think it might go in postseason? Oh, John, don't start with him. Oh, they'll do what. Oh, she'll do what she'll normally does, John. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those wondering, that's Bill's imitation of someone who needs the Heimlich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bill, do you feel better now that you've come in here today? Because what I've done is I've decided that I'm going to um, love on the women's game this week because, well, it deserves it. There's a bunch of people. It's a story around the nation that a bunch of people. I mean, I think the numbers on television are going to be very, very, very good for that deal tomorrow night. I think it's going to be a total home run. Now, I think they're up against an XFL game, but I think they'll weather that storm to the XFL fans out there. And, Tony, there's one thing I hope you don't do. Don't you ever call any of them women play-by-play announcers info babes. You know where I pick that up from? Mr. Limbaugh. John, do you have any idea what Titans Bill's talking about? No, he he can Bill can come from left field sometimes. Right field. But this time he became he was back by, past left field outside the stadium, way out there in the parking lot. So, <laughs> could you explain that, Bill? John, Bill, no, Bill. He's, Bill. he's not turned on the women reporters. Bill, I thank you. Bill, I'll say this, and I appreciate your call. I, I don't have any problem with the people calling the women's games. Brian, we've got a couple former Lady Vols that do it, don't we? Isn't Andrea? Yeah, the studio, the studio ones are, yeah, they're, they're fantastic, and some of the sideline reporting is fantastic. There's like an L. Duncan. Who's the McNutt um, a lady, John? Uh, the one that sits in the middle. Do you know? Are you familiar with her? She she commentates on the NBA a bunch for I know, ESPN. She was a college basketball player, but I don't I don't remember like, her. She's very uh, random. Who is she? I mean, I'm just I I don't know, but she can really talk fast. I know that. Yes. She can get excited, and she dresses well too. Yeah. Um, and who's not L, who's, well, but, who's L Duncan? Are you familiar with her? E L L E. No, never heard of her till I saw her on the set. She's good um, though, right? Yeah, I like Andrea Carter a lot to play at Tennessee. She's really good. Rising star. Yeah, she's a rising star. And, and Nikki Caldwell's just a, na- a natural on that. And, you know, she had, this isn't her full-time gig, but she's really good at it. She and Candace like, yeah. Parker, oh. we talked about that before. Candace Parker is really good. She's really smooth. Candace Parker's like a superstar. I saw her in an ad... With who was it, Brian? She's like in a national ad with somebody. Um, Kenny Smith. Oh, uh, Kenny Smith. Smith. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, she and 
and and you if you look at like NBA because I read some of that stuff like the boards or whatever and suit so, NBA fans love Candace Parker they're like man she knows the game she's she gives respectable opinion she does her homework she's credible and she was married to an NBA player for a while Bri who was that Sheldon uh, I think it was Sheldon Williams and she probably could beat him in one on one. He was he was oh, like one we're, of the worst players in the league, we're, we're but he back, had an NBA paycheck. Came Mark Packer. All right, let's go back to the phones, and we'll get our next hey, uh, call in. I, I just I, all I got to say to you is slam bam, thank you, ma'am. Hello, and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony, I'd say uh, Ben McDonald would probably be like a boudin ball, and uh, that other clown would be like. Uh, that witch's brew, boiled egg, jambalaya concoction that uh, Hans cooks up on the holidays. But wait a second. Kyle Peterson is not from – why are people calling him an LSU? He didn't play at LSU, did he, Matt? He's a West Coast guy, right? Is he a Stanford guy, Kyle Peterson, Matt? Yeah, either yeah, either Stanford or USC, yeah. Yeah, why uh, ben, ben McDonald played there, and he I think he still lives there. I love Benny Mack. Benny Mac's fun. Yeah. Ben McDonald actually does oil games. Those, Adam, people, those people are fun, man. Adams, what is it about the uh, corn dogs and us hillbillies that that jive? Well, I mean, I can't. I think we're kind of similar, and uh, I've never had as much fun as uh, camping at the beach beside a bunch of cages. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities in in Tennessee and in Louisiana, having lived in both places. That's interesting. Uh, both fan bases are very passionate. Uh, you look at Baton Rouge; it's a, it's bigger than a college town. Knoxville's bigger than a college town, yet everything kind of revolves around those schools and those places. And then, uh, yeah, and then you have the uh, in South Louisiana, you have the Cajuns, and in East Tennessee, you have the Hillbillies. So, I've always thought there's a tremendous amount of similarity as well between where I grew up. In, around the, those Pennsylvania people and the people here, uh, and I don't, and that's weird. I mean, you, you, but but I've always thought there's similarity between those Cajun folks when I hear them talk sports and those Philly people. Like it is, we have it right on our sleeves. You can read my mind by looking at me. That's how those Cajun people are, um, and uh, I've always thought those are th- those are similar. Uh, well, Matt. I mean, um, John, you lived in Pittsburgh for a while. The Yinzers and the the Yinzers and those people for, that you grew up around. Similarities or no? Um, I, I didn't. Re- there was one similarity. The people in Pittsburgh. I only lived there a year. Yeah. I've lived mainly in the South, in different places: South Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida. Uh, but I, I thought the people in Pittsburgh were probably the friendliest I've ever been around. It's really interesting. And, well, uh, hey, Dixon, when, when is the last series we went into as an underdog? Uh, pr- probably when Ar- Arkansas and Vandy came here yep. came here two years ago. Yep. When they, I, I, I think Tennessee won one out of two or one out of three in, in both of those. But it's, I mean, they were favored in like every game last year. I don't know, man. I think uh, they're going to take on Vitello's uh, personality. Boom. Uh, Call the shot, Josh. Two out of three, right? Or a sweep. Which one? I think they're going to show up and play, Tony. I think they're going to surprise us. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong and just uh, getting a little woolly and sheepy. I don't mind. Hey, listen. Brian Hartman told me today that, uh, well, I'm going to give it to you since you're a big Braves fan. 
My Phillies are at the Rangers today. Jacob DeGrom on the hill uh, against uh, Aaron Nola, who's a fake number one for the Phillies. He's their fake number one uh, starter. You know, uh, And then my Vols tonight are at LSU, 8 Eastern start. So one game starts at 4, one starts at 8. When the night falls, Josh, tell me, what will my record be when night falls, brother? Brian Hartman said 0-2. What do you say? Uh, yeah, with, with no Hopkins or Harper, I would say uh, 0-2, but I hope it's 1-1 one one at least. Well, Josh, Josh uh, you just were giving me vibes that we're going to get a three-game sweep, and then you pick up. <laughs> well, maybe they can, he thinks they can win the, the next two. Yeah, he just, got a new scoreboard and a $300 million shortstop, Tony. What else do what else you want, man? We do have a new scoreboard. Hey, uh, Josh really you know, tracks at least, the enemy. At least DeGrom's familiar with, at least the, uh, he's familiar with the Phillies. And the Phillies are familiar with him. Phillies aren't afraid of him, Brian. Last year he shut us out like three times. We're not afraid of him. We've seen him before. I don't know, Tony, but it's opening day. Yep. We got a big UT series yep. tonight. Who do the Braves uh, have? The next couple days. Who do the uh, Who do the Bravos have? We got Washington, the bad news bears, the Nationals. Uh, Beautiful. Who's opening day starter? Corbin led the led the league in losses last year. I love that Corbin guy. Because literally, that SOB uh, is like putting the ball on a tee. That's a shame. But uh, it's spring and sprung. It's baseball time. And uh, I'm hoping my balls can uh, show up and uh, at least rattle their cage down there in Baton Rouge. So, anyway, y'all hang in there. Take care. See you. Thank you. uh, And I love Josh. Great caller. Copper card call of the century. That's what he is every time he speaks. Our friends at uh, Calhoun's Your Taste of Tennessee. He wins the copper card every time he calls in. John Adams presented by Seniors Helping Seniors. Uh, here's the deal. You hear us talk about Seniors Helping Seniors. Basically, what we're going to do is match seniors with a senior throughout the greater Knoxville area. And the senior care services come in the form of a unique relationship built between two people who understand the ups and downs of having lived this crazy life. And... The truth is that what we're going to do is work with you to help find a mature caregiver who can meet personal needs, schedule needs, and personality, and, you know, to help you with the daily tasks around the home. So if you have a senior in your life that needs help with maybe cleaning the house or laundry or meal preparation or grocery shopping or somebody taking the run errands or help out with some basic yard work. Um, This is what we do. This is what we do. We also um, offer a more substantial senior care should you need help with that. If you have a senior in your life that needs help with bathing or Alzheimer's, dementia, doctor's visits, live-in care, uh, that's another area that we've expanded to. So Seniors Helping Seniors online. At SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. Again, SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. We continue uh, upon the continuance. Do we give Rick Barnes, and I'm going to ask John what his letter grade is for Rick Barnes this year. We did that yesterday. I'm going to ask Matt about that as well. And then we'll take some more calls. But I can't believe, I just can't believe how little Rick Barnes' starting lineup was together this season. I mean, we neither. I gave the man an A yesterday on the air. I might have to go up, a, go up a notch. I might have to go up a notch, based on how little today over at T Club Team there is an incredible comparison between 
Bruce Pearl and, and Barnes, the six-year snapshots. Six years of Pearl, six years of Barnes. I'm going to ask Matt about that as well, give him some homework, so he better click over there. But we'll discuss it all as we continue with more on the other side right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. 
We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Hello, this is Sergeant Brian Goats with Columbia Police Department. As a friendly reminder, the annual Mule Day Parade is Saturday, April 1st. Road closures will take effect from 7 a.m. to noon. Motorists traveling in Columbia that morning should expect delays around Garden and Carmack, West 7th, and Murray County Park. Follow our Facebook page at Columbia PDTN for the most up-to-date information. Join us on April 21st at 7.30 a.m. for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is going to be an annual event. It'll be hosted by the Tohee Golf Course on April 21st, starting at 7.30 to noon. Proceeds from this tournament will go towards the academic and athletic opportunities for our students at Columbia Central. Please contact Ms. Christy Smith at Columbia Central High School or Dr. Mike Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High School. Hope to see you out there to celebrate this amazing individual for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. You want to grill out, but the price of meat has been skyrocketing at the supermarket. So how about 20 ribeyes for $39.99? Prime House Direct, America's number one online butcher, is having a gigantic four-day sale. Today through Saturday, 8 a.m. till 7 p.m. Rain or shine. At Marvin's. 860 North Ellington Parkway, Lewisburg. Look for the big truck. And the big tent. 20 ribeyes, $39.99. Cases of fillets, New York strips, Delmonico's, boneless chicken breast, and even large shrimp with wholesale boxes of individual prime portions vacuum seals for long freezer life 20 ribeyes 39.99 accepting cash credit debit card and ebt 20 ribeyes 39.99 stop by and register to win our one thousand dollar prime steak chicken pork and seafood package along with a free freezer no purchase necessary 20 ribeyes 39.99 at marvin's 860 north ellington parkway lewisburg today through saturday 8 a.m till 7 p.m rain or shine online at the primehousedirect.com this is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. And in the spirit of the great uh, Jim Burns, we are TCB and today here. Yesterday I had a chance with the Fountain City Ramblers to play the ribbon-cutting ceremony out at, uh, God, it was so beautiful on Gibbs Drive. What a gorgeous day that we were given yesterday. And played music in the afternoon, and all the um, all the dignitaries from around town were out there, and here I was playing music. But, Tony, uh, as popular as you are, do you have are there people like following you home or interrupting your life, coming up to you when you go play in the park, for example, and you're by yourself and you're looking for some me time? Do the people, your fans, your your ever growing fan base, do they ever intrude on that? I had some people. Um, I had a guy the other day when I was sitting out playing at Lakeshore, and he said, "Hey, man, I'm listening to you right now." And he gave me like two thumbs up. He goes, "I just heard so and so's call," and which was fun. And then Luke came by. Yeah, I saw Luke. How was that? His wife wanted the interaction to be brief, and he wanted it to be a little longer. But I really appreciate, I want to say one thing about the last segment. You getting a gratuitous Karen Weekly imitation out of Titans Bill 
when they're like at the top of college softball right now is, um, I don't know, on brand, disappointing. I, I don't know what was it. You tell me. Well, I thought it was too forced, and, and admittedly, yeah. I, I really nothing against the program. I just really like Titans Bills imitation. Yes. And I was a little disappointed in the way he did it today. In fact, I he, was. Well, you know what? You know why he did it that way? Why? Because he called in to get on me about the Lady Vol thing, right? Yes. Um, let me say one thing here. Let me say. Let me say one thing here. Because I find this to be um, rather interesting. Because I'm getting drug over my Rick Barnes take, and we'll take this into our. TLD Logistics Overdrive, Overtime, and, and we'll do a quick one today. Um, but we have a breakdown of Tennessee hoops last 18 years, and it's a tale of three eras. There's the Bruce Pearl years, six years. There's the common era, which is six years of Martin, Tyndall, and the beginning of Barnes. And then there's the Barnes has it going era, the last six years of Barnes. But... Did Rick Barnes do an A-plus job this season? John, I ask you. You got a team to the Sweet 16 that doesn't have Zakai Ziegler at point guard. Preseason projected starting lineup, John, was ZZ, Vescovy, Triple J Phillips, and Nakumwa. Those guys played a total. There were 2,279 possessions this season, John. Those guys played a total of 90 possessions together this season. Could you break it down any more than that? 2,000, okay, 2,279 possessions the team played this year. Why are you laughing at that, John? They played 90 possessions. Yes, 3.9% just... 3. of the possessions they played together. John, do you not like the analytics era? Of... I, I zoned out the first number. Okay. I don't know they what played 2,279 possessions as a team. They played 90 possessions together, 3.9% of the possessions, and still won 25 games and, de- and competed near the top of the sport. And let me ask Matt Dixon. Matt Dixon, should we revisit the way we see Rick Barnes in light of that statistic? No. I'm in analyzing help- his grade this year, I give the guy an A. Well, I'm certainly not giving him an A, but... Let me read that again to you. They played 2,279 possessions this year as a team, and 90 of which were played with a starting lineup, Matt. Okay. 3.9%, Matt. Brian thought it was 15, 20% yesterday. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hi, Jimmy Elliott for Columbia Ace Hardware. I want to invite you to the grand opening of our garden center, Saturday, April 29th. Come check out our great selection of fruit trees, hanging baskets, ferns, and garden plants. We'll have those things you need to get your garden growing. There'll be lots of activity that day, grilling demos from our Big Green Egg and Traeger experts, free giveaways with your garden center purchase, and Breeze Homemade Ice Cream will be there to take care of your sweet tooth. The doors open at 8 a.m., 112 East James Campbell. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
you looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. The Mules are back in town. Plan now to attend all four days of Mule Day 2023, Thursday, March 30th through Sunday, April 2nd. The arts and crafts and flea market activities take place at Murray County Park Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sunday hours are 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The arts and crafts area consists of over 100 vendors with a variety of items that are all handmade by the crafters. You'll find quilts, pottery, ironworks, woodworking items, coins, and much more. Over at the flea market, you'll find 70 more vendors selling a variety of items such as sunglasses, toys, games, clothing and accessories, western apparel, cowboy boots and hats, decor, and lots more. Be sure to stop by the arts and crafts and flea market areas during your visit to Mule Day 2023, March 30th to April 2nd, right here in Columbia. Visit muleday.com for a complete schedule of events. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.